Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Jock Time AFL Podcast for mid-November 2022. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who's pretty angry. Just a few innocent bets. They've got him in trouble with the police. It's Adam Rosenbachs. G'day, Michael. G'day, Junk Timers. Yes, obviously, um, we were going to do this podcast early in the week. I have been helping police with their inquiries. Now, who doesn't love, like, the Brown, let's, say, let's put it out there. The Brownlow is a fairly dull affair, okay? It's one man reading out votes, and yes, it came down to Patrick Cripps, you know, needing the votes in the last round, but that took three hours, Michael. I need entertainment during the broadcast. And you know what? I don't get it when Dyson Heppel sits down and talks to an Oz kicker. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know some people think that that is the height of entertainment. I say to both of them, go fuck yourselves, right? I'd say that to the Oz kicker. You know what I'm like with the kids. I'm happy to hit them between the eyes with the information they need to hear. Anyway, as you know, I am very, very good friends with everyone in the umpiring fraternity. I mm-hmm. love our umpires. Like, after I abuse them and wait for them in the car park and key their cars, I am happy to go and have a beer with these blokes. That's but the that's, kind of bloke that I am as well. That's why, like, that you can tell that people are good friends by the fact they can be rude to each other, argue with each other, but at the end of the end of that, they, they have a froth and everything's yeah. fine. Everything's fine. So... I had done that, and I'd um, so as, as I said, I'm happy to abuse him, and then want to catch up with him after the game. I didn't happen to catch up with uh, umpire Michael Pell after the game, but luckily, uh, of course, I have all the umpires' addresses. So I went round to his house with uh, some of my mates um, who uh, are in the throes of kind of being deported from this country. But anyway, we thought we'll go around, we'll say good day to Pally. We didn't get to see him during the game. We were abusing him over the fence. We thought we'll go and have a beer. Anyway, we just went around, we put some beers on the table and we said, uh, here's some beers just as a uh, peace offering, an olive branch, if you will. Yep. And he said, can you please get out of my house? And we said, mate, we'll leave your house. We'll leave your <laughs> fucking family alone. We'll never visit you again. All we just need to know <laughs> is on the Queen's birthday game when Clayton Oliver got 43 possessions and won the Neil Danaher Award for Best on Ground. We want to know who gets the three votes that day, buddy. <laughs> and then we'll, you can forget you've ever met us, Michael. We'll just, we're, out of your, we're out of your hair for the rest of your life. And he said, look, it's Brody Meyer, Can you please untie me? It's, it's just okay. And he also said as a bit of a thing as we were um, uh, letting his family out of their uh, bedrooms, he said also, Dan Hanbury gets three votes in the last round. Can you please just let me go? And we said, Michael, it's good to catch up. Uh, good to see you, buddy. You take it easy. So then me and my mates, obviously, uh, we came back to Wayne Jackson Studios where I've got, uh, or you and I have six or seven burner phones yep. with accounts set up. And... We thought the best way to kind of do this is to just do it in spot bets with really large amounts of cash mm-hmm. that would alert 
every uh, betting company to the fact that we have put on these bets. And then the first one actually was points bet. And I could tell you points bet, you've made a very fucking powerful enemy. <laughs> they were the one who flagged it. Then uh, the fucking cops got involved. The AFL black ops got involved. Yep. And all of a sudden I'm chatting to the cops. Uh, what are they doing? Are they getting the um, doing the old phone book treatment to you, trying to get you to sing like a canary? There's been, there's been a little bit of uh, a little bit like that. We're um, I've been in remand for the last couple of days. Apparently they checked uh, our phone. They checked our movements. They went. Um, they don't use CCTV at the Black Ops. They checked the Ark and they'd seen <laughs> that we'd been to to the umpire's house. And you know it, it, it hasn't been a great time for and us. And then all. on the way home, the one you stopped. You, you, the poor thing. That you, what you did. You also went to the airport mm. to the AFL kitchen and bar. That's what you did. <laughs> exactly. The cameras were there as yeah. well. And we got done. But the, the one good thing that has come out of it, like I'm not worried about doing prison time because Sportsbet have just announced that they're bringing out a bet in prison with mates function okay. on all their, <laughs> on all their uh, accounts. So that's a little bit of fun. Uh-huh. If you are listening to this in prison, get on board. You can have some fun with your mates. You can bet up to uh, a thousand cigarettes per bet. So it's a fucking <laughs> fantastic function. So you will love it. It's a pretty fucking weird story, man. It's a pretty fucking weird story. I, I don't know if we have to put allegedly in front of everything that we're saying right now, but I don't. I can't remember a story like this. Like, what was the big? Oh, well, the gambling ones were like for like you know it was Heath Shaw, and then Jaden Stevenson, Dean Wallace. Yeah. Like they're you know they get suspended. Can we just? I was telling a friend about uh, Dean Wallace the other day because that is one of the greater uh, insider info betting scandals. Of course, Dean Wallace when he was. A coach at the Bendigo Bombers, I believe, went into a TAB in Bendigo in full Essendon uh, tracksuit and put on bets pertaining to a game that uh, his team was involved in. That's what I believe the story was. And I don't know how he didn't get away with that, Michael. Did he get – he got fined for that, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. uh, I'm pretty sure he did. Heathshaw copped a 10- or 12-week ban. He missed finals. And I think Jaden Stevenson may have copped. Remember, 10, Eddie said he got 10, 10 weeks, but we kind of we worked it out with the AFL that he back right. for finals. And everyone was like, what the fuck? Yeah, sure. He, he apparently can do that, Eddie. He can negotiate the, the uh, suspension. Yeah. So it's kind of an interesting thing. So the, the, the thing was that Michael Pell had told these, the, the umpire Michael Pell allegedly told his mates who then went and put bets across four or five different uh, sport bet mm. companies. And instantly the red flags come up and they were like, this is weird. The AFL went back and had a look. This is how bad, it, how easy it was to find. And they were the only bets that were placed were games in which Michael Pell was umpiring. And can I just say that Michael Pell has brought into disrepute the good name of Pell in this country. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, that was, that was a name that just, it screamed trustworthy in Australia. And now... Now you just go, oh, I can't trust any pals whatsoever going forward from this moment in time. Ah, oh, shit. I just went on a blind date last night with a girl and she's called Sarah Pell. I've got to, I've got to break it up with her, Adam. Come on, <laughs> there with you her. go. It's all over. It's all um, over. No, it's pretty fucking weird. Now, they talk a bit about um, her in the radio, kind of talk about Brownlow history in the past. And I believe they were mm. saying that Graham Teasdale, and I suppose that there would be illegal betting back then, not, prom- not kind of, you know, to the yep. extent of today. But there was some kind of leak, which they kind of, you know, even gave out the vote numbers. And I think a bunch of people got on it in the, um, you know, in the backyard kind of betting. But I've, have I told this story in the po- on the pod before? In Dipper's book, uh, 
Dipio Domenico or just call me Dipper, which I think won the Pulitzer Prize. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was definitely shortlisted on the New York Times bestseller list. I think it's in the National Archives here in Australia, but um, <laughs> it's on display at the museum. But uh, he talked about an umpire, and I actually won't say the umpire's name by the fact, um, you know, and it's a long time ago when Dipper won the Brownlow. Mm. A particular umpire walked up to his table and said, "Ah, the Brownlow medalist is uh, sitting right near here." Could even be on this table, and so he said they looked around and they thought for the whole night that John Bra- um, John Platten had won the Brownlow, and then it turned out it was Dipper because I remember when Dipper did an episode of the Beep Test, and I um I said to him like, can we ask you that story? And he was like, ah, uh, probably shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I probably shouldn't tip the umpire back into it because it's come it's come out since the, you know the incident has broken and they talk about how sacrosanct the voting is so the umpires sit around for like 45 minutes hmm. post um post game and they, and have, they, to find, they have to find a quiet corner where no one can hear them yes quiet corner and also they have to like the three of them have to agree on who they agree is three two one and i think one of the issues that uh one of the one of the scandals that came out is that uh there was an umpire who wanted to give a vote to a non-midfielder and uh, they were like, whoa, 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 whoa. You mean a backman kept a forward mate, to one mate, goal been, and it was you, You've been doing it too long. You've been doing it too long. You've got to hang up the boots, mate. But they, yeah. uh, they're they not allowed to look at stats. So no, they can't, you yeah. know, sneak onto AFL tables and have a look. And they can consult with the emergency umpire. Which I believe, uh, I believe Michael Pell may have been the emergency umpire in a few of these games. And they're saying he wasn't an umpire on the day during this. And then uh, every now and then the boundary umpire will poke their head around the corner and go, <laughs> can I talk too? And they go, fuck off, loser. Tell him for real umpires. <laughs> Get the fuck out, mate. So they say that once they've cast the votes, the votes are put in like a, an envelope and the envelope goes into then another locked bag. Like this is double locked. And I just wonder, like, why do we never see the unveiling, the other unenveloping of these on the Brownlow count? Like bring that out. Like Gil opening up another envelope, like taking the time going, fucking here we go again. He's got his little, you know, his little goalpost uh, envelope opener. But you could have a little problem. Like he could mm. open up the envelope and he'd go, one vote. La La Land. Ah, oh, fuck. We fucked up. <laughs> Not again. We've done it again. <laughs> but yeah, so what, what's, your, what's your thoughts on the uh, the idea that it should not be the umpires anymore and therefore take it out of their hands? Because, you know, as a lot of people are saying, it's very weird that it's the umpires. Yeah, I know. Who I give mean, out the votes. Again, because like they say, they're in three different zones of the ground. They don't know what's happening down the other third. They're too busy getting abused by me and my mates. You know, they, they probably don't pay attention to because they're not around it all the time they're just worried about their third of the ground aren't they well i reckon the solution is because in america they have a lot of the journalists do the voting for mvps and stuff like that so i think we should change it from the umpires and i think we should give it to the journalists but i reckon should only give it to to one journalist okay yes hear me out (laughs) idea without notice you win the robo so you, he goes to every game, and you yep. get votes up until the bit where Robbo's blacked out, <laughs> right? So, so if you have a ball tearing, yeah, yeah, if you have a ball tearing first half, you're a massive chance. If you like kicked eight goals in the last quarter, bad luck, buddy. You're probably not getting a vote because he hasn't seen that. And then, um, 
And then also he he has to read out the votes on the night. Okay, love it. <laughs> and yeah. he's and he because he can't go out and dart out the front. He has to bring smoking back to the Brownlow and just just having darts while reading out. It's Carlton Collingwood and oh, it's Jared. It's you know you know his name. He's got the face with the hair. And he kicks but, a goal with the left foot. But then you know on who top, I'm talking about. But then no. again, um, I mean, you know, he could be open to bribery, obviously. Like, if you just walk up to Robbo and just be like, hey, mate, <laughs> here's, a little, here's a, little bottle, bottle of, uh, a little bottle of bourbon. You'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'll keep that on the hush, mate. Three votes this week. <laughs> <laughs> the Robbo. I fucking love it. <laughs> yeah, I think it'd be great. Oh, I just like the idea that the Brownlow now has, you know, got a little bit of a... Um, I don't know, there's a bit of mystery to it, a little bit of excitement about it. You know, you could have, you know, there's going to be a movie made about it, you know, the Brownlow 11 or whatever it's called, you know. I, I just think there's, there's scope for that to go forward as being like a bit of a fun thing. You're like, well, did he really win? You know, it's already, the votes are out there. Have you read, like, do they get, do you get time for this? If you get found guilty? That is an excellent Penal question without notice. Yeah. I would say, I would say yes. I would say they would want to make a uh, a bit of a because I, I reckon the one thing too is you know they're always like umpires are the most trustworthy people in the land. Like they're above you know the prime minister. They're above whoever you you know you think is the most reliable person. Like they sit above the pope in pe- in terms of people you could trust. Yeah, yeah. And now that one has gone against the grain, like oof, he's going to cop it. Like you reckon. Gil, when he came into AFL house, he fucking, it wouldn't have been pleasant. What about the umpire fraternity though? Like, you know, imagine that you showed yeah. up to like the end of year umpire drinks after this mm. and he just walks through the door and just like, get out, get the fuck out of here, dog. It'd be like when um, <laughs> when Wayne Carey shows up to a North Melbourne reunion. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, hey, uh, but looking forward to uh, next year, there's huge news coming out of uh, yeah. South Australia, and you can only put this down to this beautiful city in Adelaide having the footbridge. They're going to have Magic Round. Now, are they officially calling it Magic Round? Question without notice, because for the NRL, it's called Magic Round, I think. I believe they are. I think they've just actually gone, you know what? Fuck it. It's really fun up there, and yeah. let's stick with it. So as far as I know, yes, I do believe it is. So it's going to be from... Thursday to Sunday, I believe, and all nine games will be played in Adelaide. And I just don't know, like, I'm not familiar with a lot of the grounds in Adelaide. You've obviously got, they talked about Adelaide Oval. I think maybe Norwood might host a ground uh, game. But where on earth is is there a ground with the capacity to host North Melbourne v Gold Coast? Well, I think that's the big concern. That is the big concern because I think they're actually talking about, they've got to do it real quick. But they're talking mm. about putting an, another layer on a la- level on Adelaide Oval, just for the Is people that who, right? yeah, because I mean that would be the for worst the m- thing. You may, imagine you've been a long, long time um, Gold Coast fan, long time North fan. Mm. You go to Magic mm. Round, and you know you're stuck out the front with all of the other 120,000 people and you can't get in. Like, that would be a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. So what you're saying is they play North Melbourne v Gold Coast on the mezzanine. So they have a mezzanine football ground above that, which holds, you know, a capacity of, say, 8,000 people. They're all having fun. And then they hear the roar of the game that's going on underneath them and they're like, oh, well, what was going on there? Well, I actually I actually go even further, actually, Adam. I would actually, f- mm. all nine games for that weekend should be North Melbourne Gold Coast. Oh, that's I mean, one isn't enough in my point of view. And yeah. and nine is barely enough. But if they can just have mm. all the other teams take a bye and then North Melbourne and Gold Coast play 
their nine games for that time, then they can have nine weeks off. You know, it's all fine. Nine games in a weekend, that'd be tough. Well, no, no, no. I, I say that, uh, you know, because they're desperate for the, the Gold Coast to get into the finals, yeah? So if they had nine games against North, so they Gold Coast play 32 game, 31 games for the season. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the AFL are like giving them a little bit of a leg up here. But if they won, say, seven of nine and they walk away with 28 points in a round, they, and I reckon if they did that, I reckon Gold Coast could easily finish ninth. <laughs> I think they, they did it a few, well, I think they've been doing it the last few years for the NRL up in Queensland. Yes. Uh, probably Suncorp and then maybe a few yep, other places correct. around. And I think one of their initiatives initially was they would have press conferences with the coaches and fans could ask questions. Oh, fuck. And all, all, the, all the coaches, especially Wayne Bennett, just went, that is not fucking happening, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, imagine the access if you've got just feral Port Adelaide fans being yeah. able to have a chat to Ross Lyon. <laughs> and this is Cuddly Ross, remember. We'll get to Ross Lyon in a moment. But this is Cuddly Ross now. He's a changed man. He's a very friendly man. So he would he would happily, happily take on board all the questions. Say say you're a disgruntled Frio supporter who, you know, thinks that he kind of, you know, did a bit of a scorched earth on the club before Justin yep. Longmuir took over. Yep. And Ross would happily answer all the questions that you had and, about and his I think policies I reckon, when he's at the club. And I reckon he'd begin his answer with, Look, you make a really good point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm going to break your neck. I, I, I think it's a fucking great idea. I would um, love to get over there. I've never, I've never actually seen a game of footy at the Adelaide Oval, so I think this is a fantastic uh, opportunity to get over there. It's a great chance to scalp nine games worth of tickets in yep. one city. Yep. That's very difficult. Um, and also, you know, um, there's a lot of young women over there putting themselves mm. through university. And you've yep. always been a big supporter of those women. And so, you know, spend three, four days in Adelaide and, you know, you can help with their hex debt, you know? Yeah, that, you're good like that. You're very good like that. Mate, it, it will boost the economy of the crazy horse like it's never <laughs> seen before. And I think that's a win. That To me, that is a magical round. <laughs> it's a win for young and old. But also it gives so many more people the opportunity to go and see the footbridge. Now, you and I, we were lucky to be there earlier this year. Yep. And you think... Just call it the footbridge round. Like, you want magical. Just go to the fucking footbridge. You don't even know to, to go to the, the games. Well, that's actually a good point. Like, I mean, you actually do talk about, you know, the mezzanine for the, the game. But, I mean, could we get a game on the footbridge? Like, I mean, it's Oof. got water underneath it. So, if they fall over the edge, like, they're not going to get hurt. Um, yeah, that's a good point. It is. You know, it's, probably, it's actually probably the length of the football ground. Yeah. Yeah, you just, and you'd really have to play the corridor. <laughs> yes, sure. <laughs> like there's, I mean, <laughs> there's no kicking to the fat side of the of the of the football. Like you, you might get a few more kids crying when they do the little league, but apart from that, like I can't see a problem. Fuck, fuck them. Kids love it. Kids love it. Um, but you know who could one day host the ma- uh, Magic Round? So um, there's this Collingwood supporter who's yep. a big. He's got. He's got a lot to say about the MCG. Now, yep. obviously, the MCG they're going to do a redevelopment on the Southern Stand because they only did that. You know. 30 years ago so why wouldn't you just redevelop it once again and eddie this eddie mc mc mcguire uh <laughs> mcguire i it's believe mc, mc, no it's mc, mc, mcguire 
McGuiry. McGuiry? Okay. Yeah. Collingwood supporter. It's Kelt. And he is determined that the MCG has a roof, right? He yep. says, and I love this, he's got this new phrasing. He says, we came within a bee's diaphragm mm. of having a washed out T20 World Cup. When have we been saying bee's diaphragm? And when do we, is this, is this him being inclusive? So it's not just about the bee's dick. It's about... Bees have diaphragms as well. Well, look, I think you've, I think Eddie has a, w- a well-known career of always being considerate and kind to uh, <laughs> women, any kind of people from any kind of different yep. eth- 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 yep. ethnicity or race. Mm. So he said, uh, if that d- hasn't convinced us that we need to have a roof at the MCG, I don't know what will. We live in Melbourne. We've got climate change. All right, mate, take it easy. Uh, jury's out. And we've got floods. Okay. I'm not sure how the uh, how high is the Yarra going to rise that it's coming into the MCG. And also, floods, a roof isn't going to help you with a flood, mate. <laughs> and he yeah. goes on to say, I don't know too many people who would build a house without a roof. And that is a very, very good point. But then a lot of people have a house with a backyard that doesn't have a fucking roof. That's a very weird thing to say. Um can I ask a quick question as well? He, he's been banging on for, for about this for a while, and and putting a roof yeah. on would be a huge, a huge effort. I mean, I don't know where to begin, but um, I um, I, I don't think it actually has a credit in the article of where he said this. Like usually, it's like you know Eddie McGuire speaking on Triple M, and it's like, who who is he talking to? He's just talking to like a possum oh. in a tree. Yeah, has he just called up someone at the Herald Sun and just gone, so. hey. Like it, it's, it's not uh, like, you know, speaking at a lunch on Tuesday for the AFL. It's just like, what are you doing? Just, just Did your dog have a tape recorder or something? And like, <laughs> take it to the Herald Sun. Where did it like, He's just walking you around the street chucking out ideas. I reckon he's typed this article himself because he's, you know, a former journo. So he's typed it up, sent it in. The Herald Sun are going, oh, fuck, it'll get clicks. Let's just put yeah, it up there. That's and, actually you know, really he said Maguire said and all this kind of stuff. What I love... Uh, he said it had to include a roof and potentially a retractable one. Now, I don't okay. – I, I suppose um, uh, Marvel is a retractable roof and they kind of yeah. happen, but I'd kind of like to say Why don't you just have a Perspex one that's like a sunroof that you can just like pop up a little bit, you know, get some air into the stadium? I, I actually figure like a non-retractable one is benef- more beneficial these days than a retractable one, which I imagine costs less to have a non-retractable. And also for a football game like that, like, I don't know. I mean, maybe pe- people like sitting in the stand for the cricket, maybe. But it'd be a fucking big job, man. And you'd have to, cha- you have to muck around the light towers too, I reckon. Oh, and they're heritage listed, aren't you? So you might need like a Perspex or clear roof, in which case uh, when it's um, in the middle of climate change in Melbourne in summer and it's 48 Bloody. degrees, that joint is going to be a... F- Fucking glass house. Hey, um, there's a weird thing that happened during the uh, uh, spring carnival. Was it Melbourne Cup Day? I think it might have been, yeah. So Gil McLaughlin got left the cup, and he got a bit sh- caught short, and he um had to knock on someone's house nearby the, near the, near the um the race course and go, um, mm. can I use the toilet for a little bit? And then they have a photo of the family on the couch with Gil after she's just used the bathroom. It's the weirdest thing to have this, you know, six foot eight cousin Greg knock on your door <laughs> and show up. Yeah. <laughs> Did he open the door and go like, oh my God, I fucking love succession. And they say that because they live quite near the race course, it actually quite happens quite a bit. Like people get, you know, leave the track right. and they have, you know, need to go to the bathroom very quickly. Firstly, 
I don't believe that has happened, right? What I think has happened here is Gill is having a slash in the front yard. These guys have taken a photo of it. He's obviously promised them probably AFL memberships because who the fuck on their way home from the races when they've been, they had an absolute skinful has gone, you know what I'm going to fucking do? I'm going to knock on their door. I'm not going to knock. Don't stop me. I'm not going to fucking knock. And they're going to let me in to have a wee. And it's like, no, it didn't happen, mate. It didn't happen. You got caught short. You were pissing on the roses. Someone came out. Hey, you fucking tall idiot. What are you for? Oh, it's Gil McLaughlin. And it turned out that uh, these people were somehow related to the Fremantle Dockers superstar, Luke Ryan. Oh, okay. Actually, it's, it's his parents. Not even related. Really? That is a weird thing. Okay. I'm trying to think. Okay, if, of all of the AFL CEOs of, of our time, like Ross Oakley, oh. um, Wayne Jackson. Dimitri, Dimitri. Dimitri would have taken a dump on your car, <laughs> I reckon, and then blamed it on someone else, even though you've seen him do it. He'd be like, not fucking me, mate. I reckon Ross, I Oakley, would have, Ross Oakley would have tried to force it to merge with the house next door, build a tunnel. <laughs> I mean, Wayne Jackson, we'd have to pick Wayne Jackson if there was anybody who wanted to come in the house. Like, we'd let him shoot on the floor, wouldn't we? I mean, we have seen him shoot on the floor <laughs> in the studios before. <laughs> yeah, you pay a bit party. extra for that one. <laughs> but I reckon it'd be pretty... Like, if okay, if they weren't related to Luke Ryan, if that, that wasn't his mum and dad, you would just be like, what are you... Fuck off, mate. Fuck off, you tall fucking idiot. Who yeah, are yeah. you? What are you doing? Yeah. Like, if you're not into footy, it's just this fucking big weirdo in a suit. <laughs> you're just like, mate, fuck off. Wait, you're the bloke from Channel 7. We have uh, two new coaches we've had since the end of the season. Then we've got Brad Scott at Essendon, and we have Ross Lyon at St Kilda, making a second attempt back at, at St Kilda. Yeah, so let's start with Brad Scott. And, you know, uh, what I love about this is it was just completely seamless the way that Essendon went and got themselves a coach. Like, they hadn't missed a beat, even from the moment that they even considered getting Alistair Clarkson. It has just been smooth sailing from uh, getting rid of Ben Rutten, getting Brad Scott, getting a CEO for 24 hours, fucking that CEO off, even though he was in charge of looking for the CEOs, and now having that CEO turn around and suing the club for wrongful dismissal, even though he was a part of the thing and didn't reveal that he was a part of this uh, church that, you know, was um, very strict in a lot of their beliefs. And now they're a very settled club and everyone's happy. And all the while on the board, they put out a statement saying it was a unanimous decision to get Brad Scott. And then there was this, <laughs> there was this pretty sane guy over in the corner going, no, mm-hmm. I voted yep. for fucking James Heard. Everyone should know the truth. So it's just um, smooth sailing right now. Like, how, okay, Est- question without like notice. Question the Titanic, without notice. Like, how, how long do you keep Kevin Sheedy for? Like he, that, that's the chance when he said, I'm not, I voted for James Hurd out yeah. of nowhere when yeah. he wasn't even in the mix, really, aside from, you know, Robbo and, and Sheeds. Is that the time to go, crazy old man? It's time to fucking go out to pasture. Unless he actually kind of, and, and it's, it's possible, but you you would have to say to him, do not speak to the media. But that's not going to happen, is it? But I don't know the system of their board. Like, can it, can they sack him from the board? Or does he have to be kind of voted off? Like, every club has different ways. Yeah. I reckon... I, I mean, you know, for the, the for the good of us, I, I think keep Sheeds around and I'd even have him in the box on game day. Like, I think... More sheets <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. is is better for footy. So like, bombers are playing Geelong, and Geelong gets a goal, and um, sheets leads into Brad Scott's. You know, uh, James Hurd will stop that. 
<laughs> Jeez, you, your brother's coaching better than you. <laughs> and um, and then Ross, I kind of wish Ross well at St Kilda. I, I think he'd have um, kind of a lot of demons there, which I think he wants to overcome. Yeah, I, I do agree with that. I, I found it very interesting. So the way it kind of the way that I was told it kind of went down was uh, they had their review and it was kind of like. Brett Ratton's not coaching well enough. And so they called Rats in on like the Sunday and were like, um, your job is on the line here, buddy. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, what? You just signed me for two years, you fucking idiots. And so they made him come in and pitch for his job on like the Thursday. And then he did that to the board. And then the board said, go wait out there. And so he waited outside like the principal's office. And then the board had a chat and come back in and went, uh, you're fucking Gonski. Dude, that's bullshit. That's fucking bullshit. harsh, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, you know, there's a lot of money to be made and there's a lot of, um, you know, success to be had. But, like, the way coaches are treated in the end, at the very end, it's like, fuck, yeah. man. Like, you wouldn't do that in any kind of other public business. Like, you know, you'd have a quiet chat to them. You wouldn't just make them sit in and naughty corner and then come in and tell them they're sacked i'll tell you what though how much better would you perform at work if you knew that at any moment you were about to be like you know you come in one day there's all press out the front and they're like oh michael uh, i see you turning up to work today and you're like yeah yeah why wouldn't i and they're like oh oh you fucking moron <laughs> or you know you're doing you're doing a radio interview on the way in with virginia triola just going oh, it's fucking going to shit in here virginia and then the board calls you in and be like, Michael, Michael. Like, um, you know, Ida Buttrose calls you in and goes, Mickey, we, we, lo- we love what you're doing. Mate. You had the whole sport of the board, but we've got to let you go, son. <laughs> uh, football is in real life? Hit me. From Andrew. Saw one of my favourite players recently and thought of you. I was down at the local organic food market to pick up some $13 cheese toasties and organic vegetables. Yes, I'm doing very well for myself. Across the market, I saw a tall Jesus-like man, uh, mm. and I moved slightly closer and realised it was, in fact, uh, Ruck, Je- Ruck Jesus himself, Tom Hinckley of Nazareth. He had Tom a Hickey. Fla- oh, Tom Hickey, sorry. What did I say? Tom Jesus, didn't I? Hinckley? Oh, Tom Hickey from Nar- <laughs> of Nazareth. <laughs> he had a navy flat brim corduroy cap, light green t-shirt and cream shorts, and had a baby strapped to his chest. Um, he went to the nuts and dried fruit stall, looked for about a minute, but didn't buy anything. Yeah, right. I can imagine that he would have had the uh, navy flat brim corduroy ha- uh, cap to try and uh, disguise his disgraceful efforts in the 2022 grand final. Oh, jeez. And I reckon that baby would have been like, oh, fuck, I hope no one recognises me for Tom. <laughs> this is not good. Uh, dude. Like put me put me on the backpack, not the front pack, so I can't see their look. Yeah, yeah. Disdain. The the baby's like, mate, why didn't you fucking stick this close to Tom Hawkins when he kicked <laughs> those two goals in the first quarter? You fucking idiot. Babies are very astute. <laughs> uh, from Reese, g'day fellas. I uh, hope you enjoyed the trade period as much as the rest of us all do. Still waiting on the AFL to re- realise Robbie Williams can never compete with Trade Radio for entertainment. Anyway, grand final day was spent with some friends and family in the Broken Hill Hotel in Victoria Park, uh, owned by none other than West Coast Eagles legend uh, Elliot Yao and Elliot Yao's dad. Uh, Shared a beer with them, with the great men, and then had to make 
my and then had to make my to make my own fun, probably that. Yeah. To to Sydney, thinking the game was the Joel Selwood tribute <laughs> show, and not the big dance. Um, and I had um, I had a couple myself. Let me think. A few weeks ago, went down to the Glen Free Hotel with Emma Race, friend of the show, and a few other Hawks fans, and we watched the Hawks AFLW against uh, the Giants, and uh, it was literally a draw with five seconds to go. Then the Giants got a point. Boo. Uh, but uh, Ned Reeves was there, Hawth Gruckman, and um, Sarah Tex Perkins, who's now at the Hawks this year. Oh, cool. Hmm. It was pretty sick. Ned Reeves, the Hawks' current Ruckman? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think he's about a sh- like a, a B's diaphragm off seven foot. Like he stood up yeah, right. and just kept going and going and going and going. Did you go and talk to him? No, I didn't. No, I kind of said hello to Sarah, I think. But you know, they know they know who I who I am. Yeah, so. no, no, no. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. I mean, did they come and say hello they to come you as well? Yeah, yeah. They come to me. Hey, yeah, we're gonna hit the road. We are junk time at Gmail, Twitter, Facebook, and the gram. Go. Go blues. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.